Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of She's a She's a Whore. You're back with your main host, your main bitches, Ronnie and Ginger. This week, we're talking about some really shitty fucking situations. So let's just jump right in, Ginger. What do we got? Well, let's talk about yesterday, shall we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a good one. Okay, so yesterday we went to Target with a friend because, you know, that's what you do in the Midwest when you have nothing else to do. Well, and especially in the fall season, you want to see the new clothes that they got out. And even if you don't buy anything, we just like to browse. We like to treat ourselves for the week. Yeah, that's our treatment. So we go there and we, we meet with another friend who works at Target. And she comes up to us and she will be like, you guys will never fucking believe what just happened to me. It's like, oh, what is it? She's like, someone left their shitty panties. No, see, it didn't even start out that way. She's like, oh, there's dirty panties, like, in this one changing room. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then Ginger's like, oh, like, let me go back. Like, I'll I'll take them out for you. You don't have to worry about cleaning it up because that's just the person that you are. And so I'm sitting down. I'm by the changing room kind of just talking to our other friend. And all of a sudden, I just hear from the back, is, is this piss? Is it coffee? No, there's shit in these panties. <laughs> there was shit in their panties and it fucking sunk. <laughs> and this other Target chick who worked there who was behind me is like, bitch, move. Move, move. bitch. <laughs> I fucking had, thank God I had those little fucking wet wipes that I used to pick them up. And I fucking ran to the garbage and I threw them the fucking and I put hand sanitizer on me. And I was like, oh my fuck. But the best part about this story is that Ginger volunteered to pick up these dirty ass panties. It's like, I am not the type of person to be like, oh yeah, let me go. It's like, I don't get, I don't get paid to fucking work at Target. I don't work there. Fuck no. I ain't touching shit. For the community, bitch. For the community. For the the community. community. The community are the people that threw those dirty panties in there. They don't give a fuck about you or your well-being. All I know is the funniest part that I think is funny is they called their manager over Alan or whatever, and he was, and they were like, oh, yeah, um, Alan, someone left some shitty panties in the back changing room, and he's like, (sighs) and I was like, yeah, Alan, it's a pretty shitty situation. (laughs) (laughs) We're just back there laughing our fucking asses off. He ain't fucking smiling. He don't think it's funny. (laughs) And and so I was like, um, Ginger, I think it's time to go. (laughs) I don't understand why he didn't think it was fucking funny. It was so good. It was so good. I know. Speaking of Target, though, like, when we were in there browsing around, we were trying to find some more, like, professional outfits for school and maybe even some student teaching for our one friend. Like, that was our initial mission when we go into this. And honestly, looking down the aisles of, like, all their, like, brand new, like, fall clothing line, I always think that they have really cute sweaters, whatever. Me and you go in there, and it's like, oh, like, you know, they obviously have two different sections. They have one for the skinny bitches, and then they have one for the plus-size chicks. So we go back in that section, because we ain't exactly fucking small. No, hefty, hefty, hefty. And so we go back there just to see what they have for options and stuff. And I'm thinking, oh, it's probably the same as what they have over here. Cute sweaters, hats, whatever. No. We fucking get back there, and it looks like we're shopping for fucking grannies. Like, there's oversized fucking sweaters that couldn't fit anyone. They're either black or the weird ass colors and it's like i am really pissed that target is trying to present themselves as like oh we're inclusive we're plus size but it's like no bitch your clothes are never fucking true to size if i go into the normal section and try to get an extra large it's really a medium it doesn't fucking fit or it's tighter than shit and it's just ridiculous like what are your thoughts on it all i know is in our target area they literally put the plus size clothes next to the maternity clothes. Yes. 
and that pisses me off. And like, it's the same. Like, it's the same. And I'll look at these clothes, and I'm like, this Bitch. is a shitty-ass pattern. Yeah. Or, like, I'll look at these dresses, and I'm like, I get it, like, but it's like, why can't this be more form-fitting? Like, this looks like shit. Well, it literally looks like a fucking garbage bag. There's no shape to any no. of their clothing for plus-size women at all. There isn't. And then it's like, all the cute clothes that are there... I'll be like, oh, this is a 2X. No, bitch, you guarantee that shit's a large. Yep. That is a fucking large. And it's it's the problem. It's And it's not even just in Target. It's no. in Walmart. It's in any of, like, your um, main um, brand clothing stores. The only store that I've ever been able to, like, comfortably shop in and have a good experience with was Maurice's. Yeah. Maurice's is the only one. However, there is one thing I don't like at Maurice's. They put the fat bitch clothing in the, in the back. back. But see, that's every goddamn store because they want their customers to be presented as, oh, like they're the skinny, they're the popular people, and we're going to have them out in the front. So it brings in more of that crowd. And it's like, oh, you, you can always tell where the plus size section is because all the big bitches just walk straight to the back and surpass all the cute clothing. And that's how it is at Target. All the fat bitches clothing are in the fucking back. Oh, yeah, I literally went to American Eagle a couple weekends ago in Mall of America, literally the biggest fucking mall in the goddamn country, and I'm thinking, oh, I'll be able to find my size here in jeans. I'm a size 18 to 20. I walk into that goddamn store, and they didn't have a size jean above a 16. I literally, I was, I walked up to um, a store employee or whatever. I was like, oh, do you guys have, like, a plus-size section? Plus-size? We don't have a plus-size section. Try online. It's like, you know what? I have just as much right to fucking shop in an in-person store as any other bitch. Why should I have to only shop online and, like, special order shit? That's bullcrap. It really is. And I just, I remember being in high school and our friends would be like, oh, let's go to the mall this weekend. We go to the mall. We stop at these fucking shore and, stores. And nothing fits. Nothing. We'll stop in the Buckle or Glicks and they'll be like, oh, Ginger, you should try something on. Yeah. Try something on, Ginger. And I literally, I I would be like, I would say, I would lie and be like, oh, you know. I nothing, don't have money. Or, I don't have money. Nothing's really, you know, clicking for me. It's but like, no. No, in reality, the largest size you go up to is a large. Yeah. Nothing will fit me in this store. No. The only thing I can buy is fucking sunglasses and purses, and that is it. Yes, exactly. It's like you have all these accessories, but nothing to wear them with. No. No, and then you just get to feel like the fattest bitch in the world. You get Here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with being fat, but when you go into a store like that... And they shame you for it. They shame you for it, and then you feel like, oh my god, I must be the ugliest person. Yeah, because you don't deserve to even buy clothes. No. Hence why I wear the fucking baggy t-shirts. Like, why don't we just give our children more body dysmorphia? Why don't we fucking do that? Exactly. Because that's how I'm fucking feeling right now. Well, it's it's just like a feeling of isolation and it's overwhelming. And like, just going around to another topic, like school and college in general is so like overwhelming and overpowering. Like, yeah, your freshman and um, sophomore years, you, you know, you have time for extracurricular activities. You can join clubs. You can do all these things after school. But once you start hitting like junior and senior year, the only thing that you can really be focused on is homework, your classes, and then a part-time job if you even have time to fit that in. And for some students, including myself and probably you, Ginger, you have to fucking work. Like, there's not an option. No. I have an apartment, and I gotta pay for shit, and it's like, I am so fucking tired of school being my only fucking world. Yes. I'm so tired of it. Like... There's nothing else in my life. I don't have a boyfriend, which obviously that's my fucking fault because I don't get out enough. 
I can't barely hang out with my fucking friends. I'm yep. not fucking... I can't well, join clubs. And if you are hanging out with your friends, you're doing homework. You're doing homework. Or if you are hanging out with your friends, you feel guilty because you're not doing homework. Exactly. Like, your brain is just constantly going like, oh shit, like I'm watching a TV show for a fucking hour. I should be doing something productive. I can't even watch an hour fucking movie. I'll get 15 minutes in and I'll be like, you lazy piece of shit. You no. should be doing some fucking homework. Exactly. It's like, I just had a meeting in one of my education classes and they're like, oh, you know, now that you're getting in the upper divisions, you have to prioritize and we will prioritize your experiences and your classes over your job. And it's like, I totally understand like where that idea is coming from. Like, yes, like we pay for all these things. We should be totally committed. But it's like, bitch, I need to have time to make an income, to make a fucking living, to pay for my apartment, to pay for groceries, to pay for gas, to pay for these fucking classes that are literally 700 or more for one fucking class. It's like what my thing is, if you're not a um, sports player, if you're not here on a fucking scholarship, you're fucked and they don't give a shit if you have to work after school. No, no, they really don't give a shit. It's just like... This is, and here's the fucking weird thing. It's going to be such a weird transition from, like, having all of this shit to do, whatever, 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 and then it's like, you'll get to your adult life, you'll get a city job, and then it'll just be your job and nothing else, and then it's like, you'll have all this free time. Yeah. And you know, you won't know what to fucking do with yourself. Yeah, you'll literally drive yourself crazy. You'll drive yourself crazy. Like, even on the weekend when I have nothing to do, I feel this emptiness. Mm -hmm. The emptiness of worry, and like... Well, and it's funny because it's like your entire school week, you look forward to the weekend. Like, it's like, oh, if I can just get these fucking things done, I can have Saturday and Sunday to myself. And then you finally get there and you're done with everything. And it's like, oh, I have two days before the week starts again. But your brain and especially mine, I have ADHD and a little bit of anxiety. I'm constantly thinking like, oh shit, what should I be doing? Did I forget something? Like, is there something else that's coming up throughout the week that I should be working ahead on? That's literally, yeah, same. I've got some anxiety too. And even when it's like, it is time for a break and you do get that moment. Yeah. All you think is like, what can I work ahead on? Exactly. What what can I do more? And then it's like, you get exhausted before you even really fucking do anything. And I was going to say, it's like your schedule just starts to fill up more and more and more. And this semester, especially I'm working two goddamn jobs. I'm taking 18 credits and now I have to do this internship. It's like, I don't have any time to even fucking breathe let alone like hang out with my friends or go to the bar for my senior fucking year it's like i it's it's what are we headed into the fourth week of school or third i think it's the fourth I think it's fourth yeah fourth week of school and we're already running ourselves into the fucking ground i this is my whole thing i don't know if this happens to you but every goddamn decision i make i spend like three minutes contemplating on it and then I get a fucking headache, and then I get tired, and then it's like I can't do any goddamn thing because I'm fucking exhausted from thinking too much. Exactly. Speaking of this week, a lot of shit has been happening, though, like, in the media. Like, um, I know Disney just did, like, what was it? Like, their Disney 23 or whatever? It's D3 or some yeah, shit. Yeah, D3, whatever it is. And they um, released, like, all of their announcements for, like, these live-action remakes. Listen, I'm all for a live-action remake. I love them. I love the Cinderella one. Made me goddamn cry. However, I'm kind of pissed because a lot of these movies they are remaking are like my childhood movies. Like they're making a Hocus Pocus 2. Yep. They can't fuck that up because I love the first one. But see, the only difference between um, that movie and like some of the other ones that are coming out... 
Hocus Pocus 2 is like a brand new movie. It's a it, sequel. Yeah. But like they're trying to remake The Little Mermaid. I oh. know they're remaking Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy. I don't know if you've seen that. But that was one of my favorite fucking Disney movies. Um, what else are they remaking? Oh, like Mufasa the Lion King. That's yeah. a newer movie. So like that'll That's be newer. a totally new concept. But then there was another new live action remake that they were doing too, and I can't remember what it was. I think it's Pinocchio. There's a Pinocchio one. There's a Pinocchio out. one. But yeah, they just released a whole bunch of different trailers. Oh, Disenchanted. Disenchanted. I saw the fucking trailer for that yesterday, and I'm sorry, but it pissed me the fuck off. Like, spoiler alert for anyone who's listening that hasn't seen the trailer, but the original Enchanted movie was around, like, Giselle and, like, her prince and stuff, and she's in a cartoon, like, animation or whatever. She falls through a well by the evil queen, and she meets this guy. Well, by the end of the fucking movie, they end up getting married, and they have this little girl. Well, this Disenchanted movie, Giselle is now the fucking villain, and everything's goddamn twisted around. It's just like, why? Why did you have to ruin a movie that's so good? Why Why fix something that isn't goddamn broken? I don't fucking know. And it's like... I'm, I've seen on fucking TikTok and the internet, like, Halle Bailey, yeah. who's playing the Little Mermaid, who's playing Ariel. I'm fucking so excited. I saw the I, trailer. I, I saw it yesterday, too. When, it was really good. When she sang, I, I, I fucking cried. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. It's my literal dream, because little, the Little Mermaid has been my favorite fucking princess my whole entire life. Well, and, like, just comparing that trailer to, like, some of the other, like, live-action movies that Disney has remade that actually were successful. I really like the live-action Cinderella, and I feel like this one might compare to that, because, like, they still stick with that original plot line, but they add, like, new things. The music seems really good in this one, but, like, comparing it to, like, Beauty and the Beast remake that they did, I was not a huge fan. Mm. I liked the music, but I wasn't a huge fan of them putting Emma Watson in that role. I love her in other things. I loved her in Harry Potter, but she just didn't really fit. She didn't click. She didn't. She didn't bring the same magic that Cinderella yeah. live action version brought. And honestly, I feel like they just put a famous actor in that role just for the publicity and to get people to watch it. Yeah, I mean, you know what I don't like though. What I've been seeing like on the freaking news, people are complaining that the Little Mermaid is black. Oh yeah. Like, oh, why, why can't they just remake, like, their own princesses and all this other bullshit? Like, I saw someone on TikTok be like, oh, why can't they just make their own princesses that are African-American or, or even, like, with Pocahontas and stuff? And it's like, why is, why is this narrative being made that, oh, only um, Ariel can be white? It's like, yes, yeah, she was originally white, but why can't she be black? Yeah. Why can't she be Chinese? Why can't she be whatever ethnicity that Ariel wants to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, my thing is, it's a fucking children's animated movie. What is the big fucking deal? That's my whole thing. I don't care what she fucking looks like, as long as she brings the character of Ariel. Yes. Like, that playful, that passionate, that rebellious, yep. rebelliousness that she had. That's all I freaking care Here's about. Here's my thing. If she can sing the songs yeah. and play the character and bring some new life to the movie, who fucking cares what her skin color is. I don't. I don't. I thought the fucking trailer was fantastic. I thought it was fucking beautiful. When she sang, I literally, I was, it was the middle of the night, I watched it, I cried. It took me 30 minutes to just get over well, it. Well, you cry about goddamn everything. I know, but that, that's literally, like, that's the childhood movie I watched when I was having bad days at school. Yeah. And I can't remember, I, I know I saw, like, a promo, like, um, picture of this. They're trying to cast a black Ariel, or not a black Ariel, a black Tinkerbell. And people yeah. were losing their fucking minds. Fuck it! Are you kidding me? 
the the person they're getting to play Tinkerbell, she oh fuck, what's her name? She 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 was on that TV show Blackish, wasn't she? She was on that TV show Blackish. I think she she plays the character Zoe, I think. Yep. And she's literally so good because in Blackish she's so sassy and Tinkerbell is known for being sassy as shit. Well here's my thing. I feel like even I kind of um, worded this wrong, but we're approaching all of this wrong. They're not casting a black Ariel. They're not casting a black Tinkerbell. They're holding casting for Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell and Ariel, and those actresses just fit the bill. They do. You're right. You're right. We haven't talked about it wrong. They fit the bill. Halle Bailey, when I saw that, mm-hmm. she, she had it all. So good. It was so good. She looks so wonderful so beautiful her voice the character exactly it's perfect and anybody who says it's not can kiss my ass exactly i agree well should we should we dive into the meat of this um episode let's let's fucking dive in cut it up let's go say we're trying to start like this new little segment or you know section of each um podcast and we call it the trauma diaries and this is where we take a deep dive into each other's trauma in the past or trauma in the past week hence shitty situations for this week's theme um what what's a story that you would like to bring up oh okay so let me bring it up i have quite a fucking few i i have one i'll bring this one up um so for our listeners out there who don't know i have a form of autism and it's called autism spectrum disorder i'm very high functioning so it's there's like there's different sides. There's like nonverbal, but I'm verbal. It's 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 a spectrum, but I have high functioning autism, and when I was young, I went to a pretty small you know elementary school in a small town, and back then, like in like the early two thousands, for a long time, it was only thought that boys could have autism. Yeah. Until they found out that girls had it. And so, not many studies were on girls and how they had autism. So, my school really didn't know how to deal with it. How to deal with it, how to handle the situation. And this, the way they handled it was actually pretty fucking shitty. So, what they did is they cleaned out a literal storage closet. Literal storage closet. Painted that fucker pink. Slapped some fairy stickers on the wall. And like, oh, Marie, you're going to be in here for eight hours a day, five days a week. That's fucking insane. Like, how, how can you call yourself an educator and someone who is helping kids and keeping them in a safe learning environment by sticking them in a goddamn closet by themselves? And it's literally, like, so many, like, child psychologists and, like, school <clears throat> professionals have, like, gone over, like, separate instruction. It's so yeah. bad for, like, education-wise. Yep. Like, let me tell you this. Every time, like, people are like, oh, Marie, why don't you know this? Why don't, why don't you understand this? And it's like, you need to understand... When they were learning their times tables, I was stuck in a storage closet being told I was no good. Yep. Like, yeah, I went out for recess or whatever, but the kids didn't know me in my class. No. They just thought I was some goddamn freak show enigma, and so I'd be like, oh, do you want to play? They would be like, no. Who the hell are you? And exactly. It's, and it's like... So that not only hindered, like, your education, but it hindered, like, your social growth. Oh, it, it hindered, like, a son of a bitch, like... But that's the sad thing, though. You said, like, oh, this was back in the day, like, early 2000s. It's still happening. It's still happening. as an education major, they teach that in our fucking special education classes. Like, oh, if you're in a general education classroom and you have students with, like, autism, Down syndrome, whatever it is, if you think that you cannot physically, like, teach them or, um, like, increase their education, 
this is the plan. And it's usually to send them to a sped room for like multiple subjects. And then, oh, they can join the class for lunch. They can join the class for recess. It's like, how do you expect them to form those attachments with their classroom peers by only having them for two periods of the day? You've automatically ostracized them and made them a target with the rest of the class. And I was a target. I remember, like, they would, the kids in my class had this goddamn joke where I would come up to them and I would be like, oh, can I play with you? And they're like, everybody get their away spray so she'll get away. Jesus. And it's like, I'm not, like, here's my thing. If you treat me like a freak, I'm gonna look like a freak. Exactly. And I was just a fucking kid. I was six, seven years old. All I wanted was friends. But no, let's shove her in a goddamn closet, paint it pink, and say it's good for you. But let me tell you this, homie. When my mom found out that that's what happened, literally they said, oh, this will just be like her calm down room. Because I did have some emotional issues. Like, I had childhood anxiety, but it was so young that they couldn't diagnose it and be like, okay, let's give her drugs. They couldn't do that because you have to be like a certain age. And then I would just cry and they'd be like, oh, let's put her in this room until she calms down. No, they put me in that room for the whole goddamn day. When my mom found out, she was pissed. She, As she any parent fucking should be. Any parent freaking should be. And it's like, they, I would get scared. They would turn off the light and be like, you need to calm down. And they would yell at me. They would like And shove you into a dark room. And shove me into a dark room. And it's like, you want me to calm down? H- how does that work for children? Yeah. How does that work? But no, yeah. It, but see, that's just a really good example of like, how the education education system needs to be better accommodating for like mental illnesses and mental issues in public schools. It really does. And like the whole goddamn time this may sound like really like dumb, like right here like blowing it. I felt like I was a goddamn monster. Because they, tr- they treated you like one. They treated me like one. I felt like it was a goddamn monster or I was an animal being put in a zoo because yep. there was a window on the goddamn door and every couple of minutes they would come and they would look at the window and they would just stare at me. I was there crying. So, like a fucking animal in the zoo. Like an animal in a goddamn cage, yep. Pretty well, speaking of, like, mental illness and, like, the education system, system, um, I actually have a sister that was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, um, like, very early on. Like, she was in therapy, she was in a lot of different, like, rehabilitation centers for mental illness, like, growing up, and I can't even really describe to you like how embarrassing it was even as just a sibling to come to school the next day and they'd be like oh we saw that your sister was arrested and that she ran away da 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 like and and it's like I I was in sixth grade the first time that my sister ran away and like got picked up by the cops and it's like as a sixth grader how the hell do you explain like oh yeah my sister has a mental illness and that's why she does these things it's like even at that age I wasn't even really sure why she was acting out that way. I just thought that, she, I mean, the the word that people always use is like, oh, you know, that person's crazy. They're nuts. They have a problem. It's never like, oh, well, this person is diagnosed with this certain illness and this yeah. is how you have to, you know, deal with that and cope with it. And like just a specific story that I remember, one of the like first or second times that she ran away, it was fucking winter time. Okay. And um, we're, even to this day, we're not really sure everything that she is diagnosed with I actually me and my family haven't been in contact with her in probably four to five years she ran away and we haven't heard from her since but one of the stories that I do remember very vividly it was winter time it was around sixth or seventh grade for me so she was probably a freshman or a sophomore maybe a little bit younger than than that I can't remember exactly but anyway winter time she jumped out of her fucking bedroom window 
She didn't have any shoes on, just fucking like bathroom slippers. She had on a bathrobe. She jumped out. It's snowing outside and it's South Dakota, South Dakota Midwest region. And it's like, you know, we get really cold ass winters up here. So she started walking to like the next neighboring town, which was about seven, 10 miles away. So me and my mom get in the car and we're kind of looking around for, and all of a sudden we cross paths with this vehicle and we're like, holy shit, like that's um, Annie in the car. And so we pull over whatever. And she was actually in the vehicle of a teacher that taught at our school. And my mom's like, like, come on, Annie, like, you got to get back in the car. We got to go home. And she, my sister refused to get back in the vehicle. Like she was obviously having some, some type of like manic episode. And my mom's like, okay, like, you know, this is the last time that I'm going to kind of like force you to do anything. So it's either we go home or we go to the police station. That's your choice. You make it. And my sister and my sister decided to go to the police station. And at this time, like I wasn't really aware of like everything going on, but I just remember looking over to my mom and I was like, I was like, I feel like this is all a fucking act. Like she just, she, my sister is a very manipulative person. And as soon as we get, we pull into the sheriff's um, department, like parking lot. And I look up over at my mom Annie's just pulling up with the teacher in her car. And I was like, you know what? I was like, I bet as soon as that bitch unlocks her doors, Annie's going to fucking bolt. And you know what? She goddamn did. (laughs) I have always been a person that's based in fucking reality. So I could always fucking be like, mom, like she's playing you. Like, this is what she's about to do. I was always able to call her out on her shit. And that's why me and her never fucking got along. But anyway, she books it out of this teacher's car. She's running along in her fucking bathrobe and slippers. And she slips on the goddamn ice, biffs it, fucking falls on her ass. I'm standing in the sheriff's (laughs) department parking lot. Here comes the fucking sheriff and his deputies. And they're like, what the hell's going on? Because apparently they called ahead of time. They knew that we were coming. And I'm just standing there laughing my fucking ass (laughs) off. Because I knew exactly what she was going to goddamn do. And here's my mom and the teacher and all of them are just like fucking jaw dropped, wide eyed, like just watching her run, continue to run down the street. And and the sheriff looks at me. He's like, why are you laughing? I was like, because I knew exactly what this motherfucker was going to do. But but they're not going to believe like a sixth, uh, you know, kid in sixth grade, like, you know. And so anyway, the day goes on, the fucking sheriff and his deputies get in their cars, they're chasing her ass down. They couldn't find her. So the next day rolls around. I think it's like, I think this happened on a weekend. So maybe like a Sunday. And all of a sudden my mom gets a fucking call from the sheriff's department. And they're like, oh, um, we found your daughter. She was, she broke into this, um, one person's house and she almost was shot with a shotgun. And my mom's like, what the fuck? And so we drive to this town, like where she was hiding out and stuff. And it turns out that she was, I'm not sure that you could call it dating, but she was seeing this one guy in her class. She broke into his fucking house when they were gone with like a hammer or something, busted the goddamn window, ran into their basement. And when, um, this boy and like his family came home, the dad thought, oh shit, someone's broken into our house. I'm going to grab the shotgun. Like any fucking normal person would think. And so he goes down the stairs with a shotgun and almost shoots my sister in the ass because she broke into their goddamn house with no fucking warning. Oh, like my, my mom was shocked. I wasn't fucking surprised. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I can't remember if they put her on holding for a day or two or if they let us take her home. But I do know, like, right after that, um, she went to another rehabilitation center 
and I mean, it didn't do her any fucking good because to this day we have no idea where she is. But I just remember specifically like going to school that next Monday and having to explain like, yeah, my sister is kind of nuts, kind of crazy. And she ran away from the fucking police and broke into someone's house. And they always think like, oh, well, if, you know, your sister's crazy, you have to be crazy too. So does your brother, right? And it's like, no. Like, the amount of times that I would have to constantly, like, maybe it was subconsciously, maybe it was, like, you know, conscious, but the amount of times that I had to prove myself to other people and to myself that, no, I'm not as crazy as my sister was. Like, I worked my ass off in school, tried to get straight A's. I did, went to college, like, worked my ass off, still continue to work my ass off to prove that I'm not like as crazy as she is fuck dude so fuck a lot of family trauma we'll we'll get into it more but that is one specific instance that i remember having to deal with so yeah fuck glasses off to me but anyway um just to like make this a little bit more upbeat should we talk about um the parking monitor at school oh fuck yeah i i feel bad for that bitch I feel bad. Like, I don't feel bad for a bitch because, like, you know it's, like, a power trip. Like, she gets off on it. Like, it, it's a thing. And it's, I feel like, like I she's feel like doing it's, her job. I feel like it's a combination, though, because I am that bitch. You are that bitch! <laughs> um, I, I am the parking monitor. And the thing is, it's, like, people think, like, oh, um, I'm one of them. There's a couple other ones. But it's, like, people think, like, oh, the parking monitor just tickets to ticket. And it's, like, I, I truly don't. Like, I follow the rules and the guidelines that were provided with by our boss. And, you know, I'll be walking around the parking lot giving people tickets because you have to have a permit in order to park in the university parking lots. And some people just don't give a fuck. Nope. And it's like, I truly understand. Like, they are goddamn expensive. I had to buy one myself. And, I mean, they can get up to $150. You know, like, they are not cheap. And for a college student, I agree. Like, we shouldn't have to pay for our fucking parking when we're paying to go to class. I completely agree with that. But it's a job. I got to be able to pay my bills somehow. So I I do my job and I follow the rules. And I will see the same probably... I don't know, 10 to 15 people, I'll be walking around the parking lot giving out tickets. They'll pull in. I will see that they don't have a permit in their window. They'll look at me, glare, and then walk the other direction like, oh, she's not going to give me a ticket. It's like, I physically have to. Like, I don't think that people also realize, like, my boss drives around to check to see if I'm giving out tickets. There's other people in the facilities that, like, check to see if tickets are being handed out. It's like, I can't just, you know, I, I can't give special treatment to some and not others and so i don't know it it, it sometimes is funny though because like i'll see people i'll be walking around giving tickets and they'll take the ticket off their window and rip it up like in front of me and it's like bitch i could give a shit less if you ripped that ticket because you might not know this but we have a record of every single ticket that we write because it's a double sheeted ticket like you know it bleeds through to the next one so it's like even if you rip up that ticket we have record of it and it literally just gets automatically applied to your tuition bill. So it's like, no matter what you do to that ticket, we have record of it and you will be charged at the end of the semester. And there's nothing personally that I can do about that. No. It's like either park on the street, walk to school or get a fucking parking permit because unless the student body or someone else changes the way that things are done and the way that um, the parking lots are ticketed, you're going to be fined. I, I just, I remember when I went with you that one time, like, the ride-along mm-hmm. and shit, 
everybody fucking there was this well everyone stares at you everybody fucking stares at you I threw like probably thinking I was some goddamn creep looking at her fucking car yeah exactly but no I was just fucking walking around with you hanging out fucking cause you didn't like something yeah yeah and then like this one bitch she pulled in she realized who the fuck you were because looked at me cause looked. I was actively giving someone else a ticket and, and, she- and parked her car locked it and walked her ass in and it's just like I can't not ticket you. I just, I don't fucking, I don't. Well, I, I would love to know people's solution. It's like, what do you expect me to do? Exactly. I love it when people fucking park in the, the parking, vis- the, visitor. the visitor's parking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, because I feel like maybe people don't know that you're not allowed to park there even um, without a, even with a permit, but you have to have a special, like, pass in order to park in the visitor's parking. It's maroon, like, we can clearly see it when we drive by and if you don't have it you're gonna get a ticket even if you are just parked there for five minutes you know like and and sometimes people come up to me and be like oh i was only parked here for 10 minutes why did you give me give me a ticket and it's like okay i'm constantly driving around i have no idea when you parked there no you know you you could have been parked there for an hour and i just my shift just started it's like i have to give you a ticket yeah so i feel that i'm kind of i I've never gotten a ticket, but then again, I do have a fucking parking pass, but no. Or, like, how you have to, like, maybe, like, how would you say it? You gotta, like, people will park there, they won't move their car or see their ticket, and then they'll get another ticket on top of that ticket. Yeah, I feel like, I guess I don't know if this is true, I'm just assuming. I feel like people think that, oh, if I have a ticket on there, I'll just leave it there, and the parking monitor will think, oh, it's, you know, someone obviously just came by and ticketed. There's only one parking monitor at a time. It's not like there's five of us walking around within an hour shift ticketing people. It's one person for a select amount of time, and then the next one comes by. So, and plus, we, t- we um, there's like a timestamp on them. Yeah. And there's a date, so it's like, let's say that you parked your car in one of the residential parking lots, and it's at 4 o'clock on a Tuesday, and I work next uh, that next Wednesday. If your ticket is still there and your um, car is still parked there, you're unfortunately going to get another ticket. All I know is last year when our fucking crazy ass roommate was the fucking ticket, fucking ticketer. There was oh yeah, she would fucking empty a goddamn oh, book. And I mean, hell, yeah. there was over there's over a hundred damn tickets in that book. It's like I maybe go through thirty tickets in two hours. All I fucking know is she always talked about this one goddamn car, and it was every fucking day that got a ticket. Every yep. day, I. Just for my own fucking curiosity, I want to know how big that fucking bitch's bill was. Mm-hmm. I want to know how big, because it's like, th- that had to be a hefty fucking fine. Hefty oh, yeah. price. Oh yeah, for sure. But just like, reeling into that, um, have you ever, just quick question for you, have you ever gone people watching? Oh, all the fucking time? I really? don't watch. Listen, okay, this may sound goddamn weird, but every fucking time I pull into like a department store, like a Walmart or a fucking Target, yes. I'll just park. I'll sit like 10 minutes in the car before I go in because I gotta prepare myself for the bullshit I'm about to enter, and I just people watch. Now, see, that's, that's, um, that's cheap work. Ever since I was a fucking kid, at least from the youngest of five years fucking old, me, my mom, and my grandma, we'd all go to, like, Walmart together, or we'd go to the dollar store, whatever the fuck it was. My mom would go in, and she'd be like, oh, you guys coming? And my grandma would be like, nope. 
got to start them young. And we would sit in the goddamn driver's seat and passenger seat of my mom's car. And we would sit there for over an hour while my mom went shopping. And we would watch all the people walk out of Walmart and make fun of them. And here's my thing. My grandma never made fun of people because of, of like their ethnicity or their race or a mental disorder or anything like that. We made fun of them by the way that they acted. Like if they walked funny or if they talked a little weird or if they said something weird only made fun of them for things that they could control so like ever since i was a young kid we would just people watch and it's a thing and you got to set yourself up for success you roll the window down just a little bit so they can hear you you laughing you get yourself some drinks you get yourself some snacks and then you sit there and you got to get a good spot usually towards the entrance so you can see everyone walking out and that seems kind of demented but it's actually really fucking fun and it's a stress reliever I have no fucking doubt it's a stress reliever for you. Because when even you're at your fucking job doing shit, you'd be like, oh, look at this bitch. Look at the way she fucking walks. Look at that. She looks like she's got a stick up her ass. I know. And, like, I, I don't know. It just, I, I don't consider it, like, making fun of someone. I consider it more I'm pointing out the obvious. And the obvious is? Sometimes people are stupid. <laughs> It's true. And I'm not um, fucking free of that. I know that sometimes I probably look stupid as hell. Fuck, I look stupid as shit. I was going to say, Ginger, you look stupid every goddamn day. Fuck, (laughs) I can't help that, okay? Sometimes that behavior needs to be pointed out, and sometimes it needs to be laughed at. It's a natural part of fucking life. It really is. I mean, can I be honest? The way I fucking stand, my knees (laughs) go back. Like, I don't have normal fucking knees. Yeah. They're weird. The goddamn, the way that you laugh, the way that you talk, sometimes things just need to be pointed out because they're funny. I can't fucking help it, homie. <laughs> Here's my thing. I love people watching because I do it with my mom, but I love people watching because it's like, I like to write, like, you know, I like to write, like, creative fucking stories or whatever. Oh, jeez. I like to use their little fucking mannerisms in the story. Oh, do you? Do you know? However, I have gotten into the your fucking habit of looking at people and just, like, fucking, like, what Staring. the fuck? <laughs> like, one time I was in a Walmart and this guy came out and there was literal shit on the back of his oh, pants. God. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, Walmart is a place. <laughs> Walmart people are a special fucking breed. Here's my thing. The only time that I will, like, actively stare someone down is if they're a Karen. If I see them doing something that, like, shouldn't be done or, like, they're giving me a really mean glare for, like, no fucking reason, I'll just stare right back at them. Because it's a power move. Because they think, like, oh, I'll just stare this bitch down and they'll be intimidated and they'll look away. No. I will not give you the goddamn satisfaction. I will continue to stare at you until you either walk away or you say, oh, you have something to say? Yeah, I do, bitch. Yeah, I fucking do. You're a whore. <laughs> some people are just mean some people are fucking mean I fucking hate karens however i do like the walmart people where it's like they're so crazy that you just you can't like that walmart bitch the other day yeah the old lady that was wearing like basically a bra slash crop top and walmart all the fucking power to her but it's just not something you see every day no and it was like bejeweled the thing that like made me like think she was a little weird was when we were at the checkout she was at the checkout too <laughs> and she's like oh you almost got away from me you little thing come here and she was talking to a fucking watermelon <laughs> and i was like okay yeah <laughs> fucking check out your shit so we can go yeah fuck exactly well in loom of making the best out of a shitty fucking situation take one from us have a drink this week take it easy treat yourself maybe go to target maybe see some shitty panties your fucking self but 
We will catch you here next week with our fourth episode of She's a She's a Whore. We'll see you later, guys. Bye.